Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. One of my favorite Twitter follows uh, for folks that cover the Charlotte Hornets, and again, we've talked to him about this numerous times, his dedication to the Hornets' cause from Manchester, England, he is British Buzz on Twitter, and he knows what he's talking about, and he deeply loves Hornets basketball all the way over there from across the pond. And uh, he's nice enough to join us this morning and talk about the direction of the franchise, the new GM. We got some you know, interesting stuff to talk about. Check him out uh, at All Hornets um, uh, for his Hornets coverage, the All Hornets Podcast Network. And he is James Plowright. James, how you been doing, man? What's going on? I've been doing great, guys. And I will say, I was a scrum half in my day for Wilmsley Wolves under-7s rugby team. So if you have that game, you, you let me know. I'll be over. Oh, this is a ringer right oh, here, man. If we, we get you and um, our soccer analyst at the station, Jessica Charman, on our rugby team, we are going places. Oh, Mad Cat and, Brit- and, and the Buzz? Oh, <laughs> there's no doubt. We would be fierce. I figured you knew a little something I mean, about we just rugby. Gotta, I mean, basically, I watch it. You just got to move that pile, man. Keep those legs moving. It's it's it is man. Y'all are y'all are insane to pl- play that sport, plow right? Like like uh, American football is crazy, but there's no pads in rugby. Y'all y'all are y'all are crazy. And that is why I stopped playing it after I broke my ankle. Yeah, uh, I wasn't doing that for too long. <laughs> you you wised up. You did. All right, man. Let's talk about the Hornets. I know you are as interested as we are, and you've been covering kind of the new ownership and the new direction of this team. Let's start with the freshest news, and I don't mean last night's third loss of the year to the Bucks. We'll move past that, and we'll talk about Jeff Peterson being hired as a GM. He feels like a young guy. That It's it's just been a quick career ascension for him. Um, what do you think about this hire? What's your feeling about this? Look, the, the process seems positive. I mean, obviously, this is someone with links to the new ownership group. He was someone who was in Atlanta with Rich Schnell, the, the new owner of the Charlotte Hornets, one of the new co-owners. And he's widely regarded as one of the, the best young up-and-comers uh, in NBA front offices. But, look, there is always an element of risk with this. You know, front office is like an iceberg. You see 1% of everything they do. Uh, there's a lot going on underneath the surface that you don't know about. Uh, you know, Rich Cho was an up-and-comer at one time, right? Yeah, yeah. remember how Rich Cho went. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't think this will be a repeat of that situation. I, I don't. I think, you know, Cho was much more analytic space. Peterson, from everything I read, seems to be like a, the ultimate communicator, a very good leader, um, you know, a real people person. Uh, so, you know, I think everything I've read and I've seen, it appears to be positive. Brooklyn wanted to keep him. They tried to give him a, a raise and a new position, but he wanted to come to the opportunity in Charlotte. James, this new group, when it formed here at the trade deadline, it felt like Cliff really found something immediately to where we said, oh, you know what? Maybe maybe Cliff's got a chance. And then they've fallen off a little bit here. But Peterson knows Cliff when Cliff was a consultant with the Nets. What, what do you think of Clifford's future here in Charlotte as we sit right now? I, I still I think it's an uphill struggle for me looking forward to think that Steve Clifford will be here in future years. I've talked before about could there be a role, you know, he was a coaching consultant in Brooklyn, 
Well, that's how Jeff Peterson knows him. Could Clifford stay on as a coaching consultant in Charlotte? There's definitely things that, you know, Steve Clifford brings to a team, to an NBA team, that both the players and the fans respect. I mean, I've never seen an NBA coach who's had such a poor record in two years be so well-liked and respected by Charlotte Hornets fans. It's quite incredible, really. So I, I think there still could be a role in Charlotte. I just think if you're looking, you know, youngest league front office executive in the league, I imagine they would want to really put their stamp at hiring, a, a, you know, a new coach that they want to bring in. And, and maybe a, a younger coach who can grow with the team, grow with him in the front office. You know, there's names that he's worked with before, guys like Steve Nash, Mike Budenholzer, even Kenny Atkinson, which obviously to go back there, oh, that yeah. could bring back some <laughs> little bit of PTSD for some people. But those are some of the names that Jeff Peterson has worked with before. Who, who could potentially get a look in here in Charlotte in the summer? I would. Uh, what, if Kenny Atkinson accepts the job verbally and bails on us again before signing the contract, I don't know if I can recover from that. Though. Uh, James, much <laughs> like much like a reality dating show, I'm not ready to give my heart to Kenny Atkinson again. Yet. <laughs> look, I, I understand. I understand. But this is my argument. Back is that any greater sign of improved organizational health in the Charlotte Hornets franchise than someone accepting the job that they refused to take two years ago? That would show serious progress off the court, the stuff that we don't hear about, that you don't see, the thing that's talked about in NBA circles. That would show real progress there if that did the case. Equally, I completely understand your point of view that, you know, for someone to, to turn you down like that, that takes a lot to get over. And that is a good way of putting it, though. Like, we feel like we're headed in the right direction. We feel like post-MJ, there is a, you know what I mean? There's reason to believe we're going to do it the right way now. And that would be the Kenny Atkinson test, right? Like, are you? do we look different to you on the outside? I, I like that angle. We're just going to have a drink, Kenny. We're just going to have a drink and see where we see where we are right now. Uh, we are talking with James Plowright at British underscore buzz on Twitter. Um, he is. Don't let the Manchester, England mailing address fool you. This man is as up on the Hornets as just about anybody on social media. He also, he also finds Dave Canales good looking like we do. Oh, I saw, he saw him tweeting that one day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all right. I think we all share that in common. Um, James, I know you've been watching this kind of new look Hornets team five and three since the trades were made. It was five and one before we ran into Giannis and company a couple of times. When you watch these additions, which of these guys are you particular in, particularly intrigued by? Like, you know, that could be a part of this thing for a few years rather than just maybe, you know, a, another year or so. I think Grant Williams is the name that jumps out to me. I mean, for, for two years, or even longer, I've been saying this Hornets team needs leadership. It needs toughness. It needs defensive communication. It needs physicality. And those are all the things that Grant Williams brings with good floor spacing. He's a good stretch four. Um, so I think Grant Williams really ticks a lot of boxes. You know, Steve Clifford talks numerous times about him being just a communicator out there, organizing the defense. Hold the, held the Warriors under uh, 100 points, held the Pacers to just 111 points. Uh, obviously had a tough night in Milwaukee the other night, but we bounced back last night holding a very good offensive team to, again, 111 points. And I think Grant Williams has been a huge part of that defensive shift. So he's obviously signed long-term. He's a local kid from Charlotte, which, you know, I absolutely love that story. And, and he's saying all the right things, and he's proving to be very popular with the team and the fans so far. James, how worried should we be or are you individually about the the health of Mark Williams going forward? Because it doesn't appear he's going to be back this year. This is, this is eye-opening, isn't it? 
yeah, you have to be concerned when you know when he was listed as doubtful back in what was it January, and now there has just been very few updates. I mean, Mitch Kupchak said following the trade deadline that uh, that Mark had met and the team had met with the best back specialist in the country, and what he kind of said there, I think, is the good news is it's not career threatening or something of that nature, yeah. which everyone was a bit like, whoa, what, you know, what? Um, but you know, what was given in terms of instruction by that specialist was just more rest. Um, and that's what they want to do. You know, I had uh, injury expert Jeff Stotts from In Street Clothes. He's probably one of the best injury experts out there and kind of the public sphere on my podcast. You, you can find that on allhornets.com if, if you're looking for it. Um, and he talked about back injuries at length and the, the challenges, especially the bigs have with back injuries, the risks associated with it and the risk of surgery as well. So obviously there's a great deal of concern. Um, I know what a lot of fans will be saying is get surgery now so you can have you know longer time yeah. to ramp up for next season. But back surgery is the very, very last step that people take. Steve Kerr, Steve Nash, these guys have said it. You know, back surgery doesn't always make things better and there's a lot of risk associated with it. So for now, I think they're going to keep trying to rehab it. But it's, it's absolutely concerning here. And, you know, if you don't know what you have going into next season, that also makes your plans for your front court rotation tricky going into the offseason in terms of planning your depth. No doubt. And he is such an important piece, no doubt about it. All right, I want to ask you, you said something that, that was interesting. You talked about the Kenny Atkinson. And, man, if you got if you got him to co- to agree to coach his team this year, it would show that, hey, he really views this thing differently than he did a couple years ago. How differently, James, do you view the Hornets? And do you think fans here in Charlotte should view the Hornets now that Plotkin and Chanel have taken over, now that they made you know some of the trades to acquire future assets, like how much more optimism sh- should we have? I think this, there is room for optimism, but it's going to take time. This isn't going to be an overnight fix. This is going to take three, four years. New practice facility, arena renovations. You know, some of the, the younger players. You know, getting a little bit more experience. Brandon Miller, whoever the draft pick is this year. Um, it's not going to be a quick overnight thing. I think that's the big thing. I think the more important thing, also more, more important than like the fans in some respects, is around the league, the perception is changing. Players, coaches, front office people. For a long time, the Charlotte Hornets have been treated as, you know, in the doldrums of the NBA. It's where, if, you know, it's where you go if you can't get another job. You know, you don't want to sign there on a veteran minimum. And... If people can see that changing around the league, that's where I think it can really help on the court. Is It's a more attractive place to go play, to go coach, to go work as a scout. Um, and I think that's potentially just as important as anything is perception changing around the league. All right, y'all. He is James Plowright. I got one last question. This is the most important cl- question, James, for the whole conversation. There will be a pretty big sporting event going on not too far from your house on Sunday. It's the Manchester Derby. It is your Red Devils of Manchester United against my boys from Manchester City. Do you have anything for us? Is it going to be a test for my Blues? What do you think? Oh, uh, I don't think it's going to be the best. I'm really sorry. Away at the Etihad, the way the United are playing right now. uh, Look, if if they could keep it within one goal, I would class that as a success. It's a moral victory for them, for the Man United Red Devils. Okay, Um, listen, I I think it's going to be a tough time. But but I tell you what, if Man United do keep a clean sheet, 
I want one of those bottles of wine that Dean Smith has been giving out to the Charlotte FC players. <laughs> I feel I feel like I should send you a bottle of wine if y'all do that because it feels very unlikely. I think that um, may end up in the supporter section at some point. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, hey, we appreciate it, and uh, thanks for all the great Hornets coverage you do on Twitter at uh, British underscore Buzz. AllHornets.com as well. James knows his stuff. Check it out. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Anytime, guys. Wake up weekday mornings with Mac and Bone. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. The official home of the Charlotte Sports Fan.